When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode 20. Episode 20, can you believe it, guys? It's episode 20. Wow, we record? Yeah, we're recording. All right. Wake up, everyone. (laughs) Um, it's a, it's a brisk Sunday in the Northeast when we were recording mm-hmm. this. I hope everyone's having a great day. Paul, what are you working on this week? I seen, uh, I seen a little bit of CNC action going on at your shop. Doing a lot of CNC action, cutting up all the plate that I currently have. I need to get It's more. all got to go. You have to cut up every piece. <laughs> yeah. But just finding random things to make, but it's amazing. Like you guys always told me like, you got to get some type of CNC. And now that I have one, I'm like, now I know why. Like, it's just incredible the things you could do. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the thing so much. Like, it's it's crazy how fast it is. Like, especially when you're doing thin stuff, like 14 gauge. I was cutting a lot of just to practice. That thing zips around there so fast. It doesn't even make sense how it's, like, accurate. I know. Right? How, how the motors don't, like, slip a little bit or something. That's, that's it's weird. why it's so much money. But um, how fast can you yeah. go? Like, does it go inches per minute, like a regular Yeah. I think, like, I saw – God, I, might, I'm, I could be totally wrong. I'm trying to remember. On, like, the really light stuff, maybe, like, 250 yeah. or so, like Well, so, that uh, makes uh, sense. Chris, what do, you, what do you do for, like, thin stuff? So um, I do 40 amps – with 40 amp consumables for thin stuff. And I run at 260 inches per minute. Okay. For 16 so probably a, probably yeah. like you got to realize like once you learn what you're doing, like, see, I was running stuff on my, you know, obviously my wood CNC, like, you know, like 150 inches a minute. It's funny. I just seen a post. I, I got to, remember I said, I was going to invite you to the avid um, group on uh, Facebook. Yeah. And you're not even sure if you're on Facebook, but uh, I, I am, but I don't know how to but use it. It's so funny. All. A couple people <laughs> yesterday posted about um, pla- the la- the plasma table. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Really? Nobody ever posts about them. So I got to do that. You got to get it because it's a great resource. Yeah. But somebody was saying about these new bits that came out and they're doing three quarter inch plywood in a single pass and I forget how many inches a minute they were going, but like when I had, um, I was just running some tests. I had one bit. I was running at five hundred inches a minute. 
oh on straight God. lines. So like I was thinking like 150 was crazy, and hmm. you know, I, I got up. I would never do that when something like it was just a straight line. But you know, a lot of people run stuff three, four hundred inches a minute. So once you get it dialed in, and you should keep. I keep a little notebook. That I try to keep notes, and I'm not very good at doing it. But you should write down what you're doing because. Mm-hmm. Is you get it, you know, better and better. Just keep pushing it and pushing it more, you know. And uh, you'd be surprised. You, you don't want to go. I was talking uh, with Corey at Avon. He was saying like, it's like you know, driving a car down, you know, through the city. You don't want to just floor it at seventy miles an hour. You know, you're just going to damage the car or you know the street. But the start and stopping is going to like damage the you know the motors and all that stuff. So you do need. Have yeah. a happy medium and he was saying like breaking things up into different um profiles so that like certain cuts are going you know so many inches a minute then short ones are going shorter but i'm not really at that point yet i kind of find a happy medium but i think you know once you find out you know what's cut and what you could really ramp it up even more you know if you're doing 250 already you could probably like dial it in better you know i don't know what you're yeah I, I gotta play around with yeah. that because everything when i just oh he froze did we lose him i don't know he froze to me he was saying sheep camp maybe he's thinking He's really thinking about yeah, his answer. He's coming back. We're still but, recording. Yeah, well, he'll come back. <laughs> but, um, you know, a big thing with the CNC that makes a huge difference with you guys don't have to worry about what that is like all the different bits. And that's kind of what I'm trying to experiment now. I have um, the quarter-inch bits and, um, you know, the I have two flute, three flute, four flute, I have up cut, down cut, so I'm trying to figure out what works best with what, you know. Yeah, having like some having some some stuff written down and having, you know, like your notes of your actual field experience. Like um when last week or was or the week before, I did this virtual training with the people at Torchmate and I didn't even realize this. And Paul, you probably have this in the manual for your plasma cutter. There's probably a chart that shows the uh, recommended speed for a mechanized cut or a hand cut. And I had no idea this chart even existed. So like I'm going through this training and the guy Iggy from Torchmate is, um, you know, he's like, oh, yeah. So if you reference the chart, I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. I'm like, where is this like magic chart? I so see I printed Jimmy out at that chart. Yeah, Jimmy so I printed out all the. Yo, know, yeah, I printed out all the pages, and um, so now it's like it just gave me a baseline. But he was even saying he's like every piece of material is going to cut different. Every job's going to cut different. So um, what I did was I put them in like like a, I was going to laminate them, but then I can't like write notes on them. So I just put them in those little like document sleeves. So then at the table, like for my, my specific ones, I can adjust, you know, I can write down notes and all that stuff. But the big thing that I learned about Paul, and uh, I don't know if your machine is the same way, but like, you know, changing your consumables, depending on the thickness of your material, if you're cutting thin yeah. material using 40 amp or your machines, what is that? 110 amp machine, 105, 105. So you have all the way yeah. up to 105 amp consumables. I, mine goes up to 80, but um, you know, seeing the difference in the cut quality, that's what's nice about, you know, having a plasma versus using a router. Like Derek was just saying, like w- when you have a plasma, you only have to worry about like, are you using 
one of three consumables for a better cut. With a router, yeah. it's like how many bits? Yeah, you know, like Derek, yeah. you'll write like a whole book yeah. about the different experiences with different bits that you've got. You know, yeah. what's it do? Does it like concentrate the? I don't know. Is it an arc or a plasma? I don't know what you. Yeah. Does it concentrate it more for? different size consumables or what? yeah mm-hmm. i think so yeah and it so like i didn't know this um, does it look I, the same like coming out it looks pretty similar it, uh, oh, I don't know, coming out. a little bit different so like i didn't realize this but i was running for it's i think it's really just about the longevity and like the kind of minute quality of the cut i like the machine like i had 40 amp consumables in my machine and i was running it at 80 amps cutting half inch plate and it cut fine you know, and like to me, looking at the cut, I was like, okay, it did it. I thought it actually did a nice job. But when I showed those cuts to the guy from Torchmate through the video chat, he was like, dude, like that's horrible. You know, like he's like, you should be getting way better results. I got but a question. I used the wrong stuff. <laughs> Let's do a gentleman's bet. Has Jimmy DeResta ever changed his consumable? No. You don't even know the question yet. Has he ever changed his consumables on, depending on what he's cutting? Or does he cut everything the same exact? What do you think? He's got a he's got an eighty amp cap with the forty amp tip on the inside of it right now. With the, with the MIG with the MIG with yeah. the MIG tip on it. Dude. <laughs> with the MIG welding yeah, tip yeah, in it. Yeah. yeah. And he's Dude. still splashing water with his hand yeah. to get the arc to start. Oh my God. You know when he does yeah. that move? Yeah. Or just shut everything down and reset it. That, it's like, oh, you're too young. Chris, you might be too young, too. It's like banging the TV set uh-huh. on the side to get it yeah. going when it, when yeah. it stops working. Yeah. But he gets it, though. He does. He freaking gets it. He's so is that why a lot of times, like you see when people um, use it, like you'll get like an angle cut. Like is it not the right consumable? Like it's not cutting straight? Or is that just happen no matter what? Probably a combination of the consumables, the speed, yeah. the amperage, everything, the, the torch height. Another thing they said that was big is just the torch height above the material, and that affects also how quickly the consumables get worn mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Does yours have an automatic uh, torch height controller, Paul, where it can like yeah. find the material? The omic, yeah, it's yeah. got like an omic. It's got two different ways, and this is one of the things I had to figure out. There's an electric one. Um, the t- There's a touch one that actually makes a click. Mm which is fine if you have really heavy material and it's not going to bend. But if you're doing sheet metal and there's a little bit of a bow in it, you need that omic sensor because mm-hmm. it lightly touches it. And the problem is if, you have, if you're only using the click one, it'll push the sheet metal all the way down. And then on its way up, the sheet metal will still be rubbing on the torch. Yeah. So that electric sensor. Yeah. But it's got like two, I guess maybe it's like a fail safe or something. I don't know. Yeah. And, you, and depending on what you're cutting, it can uh... – you can turn it off. I know like that was something yeah. when I did the training that they, uh, they taught me was like, there are certain instances where you want to turn that omic sensor off when you want to have it yeah. on. Um, the other thing that like on mine, mine will, mine will go down and find the material on every pierce. So like if it, yeah, if it, mine does that too. but there's a way on my machine. Uh, and this is what they kind of taught me in this online training was, if you if you're cutting a reliable part, you can save time by turning that off because like if the material is not going anywhere, there's no reason for the torch to like look for it every time. It should just drop and start cutting. I don't yeah. know. There's there's so much. Uh, there's even so much to it. Like with creating your lead ins and lead outs. And Paul, when I come up to your place, I'll show you a lot of the stuff that I learned 
um, from the guys at Torchmake because you guys met Iggy at uh, Spring Make. He was the guy that was running the table. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was there. Yeah, yeah. And um, he just, like, knows so – he has so many, like, little tricks and, like, had so many ways um, to to kind of make the make the cuts work out perfect. I was like, oh, that's great. That That's like uh, I was talking to Corey – Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing, like just if you know, like that type of stuff, it just uh, it goes a long way. Yeah, I mean it's the difference between getting something right on the first try or trying three or four times before you figure it out. You know. Yeah. But that's awesome, Paul. It's gonna change. It's gonna change the way you guys fabricate for sure. Oh I mean, yeah, hundred percent. And if you can train a guy to like kind of run it, so it's not always you having to turn it on. You know, like having to deal with yeah. it. Yeah. It'd be. Yeah, game changing. We we were talking the other day, like he made like his little sign and everything. Like, be you know, he doesn't have a lot of sheet metal, but I was like, you could just find like little gimmicky signs and like all the scrap you were gonna throw out, Mm -hmm. just like start putting it there, you know, and hanging it up like for sale, you know. Yeah, I mean that's like you know, I've I've talked to a couple people that come by my shop about how you know, like there's a lot of opportunity to make. Like, uh, I, I always want to make like interesting, interesting, like shelf brackets. Cause I know like my mom's always dealing with it in design. Like she's always, so, you know, if you could come up with some designs and you could get someone to reliably like run and prep the work, there's no reason why you couldn't just have a separate business that just makes that. And something that I've been thinking about a lot recently was, um, figuring out a way to cut angle, bra- uh, angle steel, uh, or just use a, a, a press break to bend it. But I, I think a good product would be like, you know how people make raised bed planters for their yard and yeah. they have to join that corner? Yeah. I was thinking if you could make like a, like a nicely decorative corner bracket out of steel, get them powder coated and then sell just the bracket so that people could go to like Home Depot and buy like two by 12s. And instead oh, of just having like a bland corner, they could have like a nice, you know, like if it was a floral design or something, yeah, yeah. like something like that. Such just an easy yeah. plasma cut thing. And, you know, if you can get, you know, Paul, the next thing you're going to need is uh, you got to get a small drum sander. And then once you pull your parts off the plasma table, you send them through the drum sander. They get, you know, they get that. Dross off, of yeah. They stuff. get the dross off. They get a nice little brushed yeah. finish, yeah. And they go right in the, you know, they go right in the in the flat ray package and out the door. Yeah, There's so many possibilities. It's, it's funny because that's what I—that's exactly what I was thinking of when he made that little sign. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you just like boxed it in and put like a little light inside there, like everybody yeah. would love that. Like you don't even yeah. need to paint it; let it get rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would just look so cool. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I wish I had one. Have you ever used? <laughs> you gotta uh, come. You gotta come use this. Yeah, I will be coming my down. end goal. My end goal is to get you to move here. Oh, you could, God, use, dude, I would, you could yeah. use my shop, and then you could use all my metal Buddy. stuff, and you could put your woodworking stuff above the office <laughs> that I'm gonna build. I said to Christina the other day, I said if he was an hour away, I would 100 percent be working there. And yeah. it's so funny. A guy I work with, talk about brass balls. He bought a house. I was just telling Chris this the other day in Milton, which is just south of Boston. It's like you have all the – you have Boston, then you have, like, all the boroughs like Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan. And then Milton is the first really nice suburbs south of Boston. So he bought a house down there a couple of years ago, and um, he paid, like, 400000 for it, which everybody thought he was nuts. He just sold it. A guy came up to him wanted to buy it. And he goes, if you can get me a million dollars for the house, I'll sell it. And he just sold it for $1.2 million. 
Oh my god! Yeah. Nice. So he bought. He made eight hundred thousand. He, he bought a piece of land up in New Hampshire, and he's having a house built for seven hundred thousand. He'll have no mortgage, and he, wow. he's going to commute to work. But um, yeah. we're home garaging right now, so it's good. It's not a big deal, but you know he's going to have like if things get back to normal or when they get back to normal, hopefully, uh, he's going to have one hell of a commute because of traffic and everything. He'll be screwed. But I'm like, man, I was like, I just wish I could pull that trigger, you know. I but know. but yeah, just uh, you can do it though. People do it. People do it. I, I know. Angela and I have been looking again. upstate in upstate New York a lot. Not so, like far yeah, upstate. Sick. Just makes you sick, though, what you can get up there. That house is beautiful you sent me, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I sent Derek a house, Paul. It was uh, 550 on That's three cool. acres, new construction, like just a beautiful nice. house, you know, right? And Where, where is it? It was in town? Goshen, New York, um, which has – Goshen with a G? Yeah, which, which like has good schools, you know, like a little downtown area, and it's only about an hour and ten minutes from Manhattan. Um, so it's That's like nice. not bad, but it's – you know, and it's and this house in particular, because the problem with those areas when they get a little more remote is like you can be in the town, but you can be 20 minutes off the highway. And then yeah. you've just added like, but this house. Yeah, that's a pain in the yeah, ass. But this house happens to be like kind of right off the highway. So, you know, Angela oh, and yeah. I like really looked at it and we're kind of like, wow, like, you know, we should go look at this house. We can move there. But then, you know, it's like I the problem is I got to build a building if I'm going to move. So it's not like I can just move, move my shop and then like, you know, yeah. say if I don't like it, I got to move back. It's like it's so involved. And I just like I actually feel sick when I think about moving my machine. You have to, you have to have <laughs> someone put a prefab building. Build, oh, 100 percent. I would yeah. I wouldn't like go. I'm not going to go and like build. one. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't sure. No, I, <laughs> I've already priced out. I priced out a. uh a 4,800 square foot building from uh, I think it was Colorado buildings or something like that. Midwestern, no, Midwestern building supply. And it was like not that much money. It was like, I think it was, I think it was like $65,000 delivered, but then you have to put it up, you know, but it comes, like oh, everything okay. shows up on a skid. And then like, you know, you can, they'll, they'll set you up with a, with a, uh, uh, um, what am, why can't I think of the word? An assembly company. Like they have, I guess, yeah. companies that will assemble them or you can just do it yourself, you know? I mean, gotcha. depending on it, I'd probably just have somebody just do it. You know, I'd yeah, have somebody yeah. just put in the piers, set the building and pour the floor and just mortgage the whole, you know, like borrow for the whole thing. So that I'm not like going crazy. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think it's going to cost? Like 150 grand? I think by the time I'm done, I could do it for like 125. But like, if, yeah. if you know, if, when I think about that. You know, this it's worth it. That's what you spend in, you know, a couple of years at your shop or for rent. That's what I was going to say. You're much better off owning it I, instead of throwing the money in away. Four years, you know, this is, I'm closing in on the, the end of the fourth year here. I've spent, you know, at least $100,000 in cash in my bill, yeah. over 100000 So it's like. That's why this isn't long term here. This is five, 10 years yeah. until I could literally build my own building out of this place yeah. and then just have, have a, a building you have to, to own. Because yeah. 25 years from now, that's what will put you out of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all the time. doesn't matter where you are. You know, the, yeah. the market changes. But what I was going to say, Chris, is just build a building and get all new shit. Leave what, all, all, all new tools? All new tools. Yeah. Fuck it. I mean, honestly, I probably would do really just, well on the bring, shit that I have. Or just bring half of what you have. Yeah. See, you couldn't even be in charge of removing your stuff because you, you would take everything. You need someone to go in and just evaluate what's there. Oh, his mother. Leave, 
leave three quarters of it and then sell that and then take the 25% that you actually Oh, need. my God. I'll have Matt do it. Yeah, someone who knows, you know. Yeah. But I'm keeping on my filing cabinets, Paul. Don't even fucking think I about it. Even get, there's, I'll be, I don't I'll be honest with you. I'm guilty of the filing cabinet, too. I have no, a yeah, couple there, How many do you have? Like four? No, two. Okay, this kid's got like 15 of them. <laughs> just all random, just random sizes, cabinets full of shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like that's... I hate wheels. Chris loves wheels. I hate But when wheels. you have this no, amount of space, you yeah. need wheels. But I know, but Chris, there's so much stuff. If you just got rid of the stuff, you wouldn't need the wheels. Yeah. I want everything mounted, cemented to the ground, never – I want it immovable. Yeah. I hate when move, move the building. Chris, every single, every single tool Chris has has got wheels on yeah. it. He rolls Even my iron worker. Yeah. Which I is know, that's insane. crazy. Crazy! But, you like, know what? When I need to move my iron worker around so I can get to my my notch or my shear, I just I drag it out. I use it. It works perfect. My welding table. Well, actually, Paul, the the new welding table that I'm building with that piece yeah. of plate is not going to be on wheels. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm going to just build. Playing. I'm just yeah, building the bottom. I'm, yeah, I'm just building the bottom so that I can get a pallet jack under it if I absolutely have to yeah. move it. That's the other thing. When he can't put wheels on it, like when he can't put wheels on his bridge for, he throws it on a pallet yep. and leaves it on a pallet. Yep. So he could pallet jack it around. Yep, that's right. It works great. I mean, I have to move the new jet mill that I got. I have to take the whole head apart to fix this stupid piece of sheet metal that's like broken in it. And I got to wheel it all the way over to the I-beam so that I can lift the head off with the with the hoist, you know? How's that electric hoist you got? Um, It's all right. It's, you know, it works and it definitely holds weight. I lifted like three, 400 pounds with it. But um, something makes like a kind of like a, like a wearing, there's a weird noise in it. And um, I think I'll probably take it apart and do a video like, I'm gonna yeah, fixing take, diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, like take the whole thing apart. The whole it's filled with transmission fluid, so I can't even like. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, yeah what's in there? I can't even take the side oil. Off. Or yeah, is there bearings that need to be changed or something? Who knows? To me, it sounds like there's a, a loose gear or something that's just like cl- like clicking a little bit, like kind of clanging. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I got it for cheap. It's a one ton electric chain hoist, not a cable hoist, and I paid two hundred bucks for it. Which for a one-ton, they're expensive. expensive. They're like four grand yeah. or three grand. Yeah, but you got to get. I was just, I just had my. Well, he's supposed to get back to me, but my welding guy is supposed to price out a lifting magnet for mm. me because I, I have a design. I'm just gonna make. You ever seen Petty Welding? You follow that guy? I think so. Why you follow, if you don't, Andrew Klein isn't that where he does? Doesn't he? Yeah, what, what, a company that does those magnets. They companies? they do make oh, them. I don't know. I was looking at Mag Switch, I think. Yeah, or... Mag Switch. That's who he works for. Yeah, he works for them. Oh, he does. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I'll talk to him. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get one of those because this guy, Petty Welly, I'm, I'm a big fan of this guy. I like the way he does stuff. But he's got this plate rack where he keeps the plate horizontal, and then he just, you just come in with a forklift, take it off the rack, and then come in with your crane or whatever, and drop the magnet right on the top of the plate. Keep it all flat the entire time. And put it right on the plasma table, nice and easy. Now, for your size plate, though, do you need a dual magnet? Like you ever seen what um, Jason from Fireball? His has two magnets, and he has fork fork pockets in his. Oh, see, I got to look because 
Um, the one I was looking at lifts five, 950 pounds. It t- really lifts 2,700 pounds mm. is when it'll fail, but it lifts 950 pounds. And, and a three-quarter thick four-by-eight sheet, I think, weighed like 850 pounds or 900 pounds. Like it weighed just at the, mm. the safe limit. And that's like I might want to get the next size up, the bigger one, or, you know, or just get two. And have like a spreader bar, almost. I don't know if it, that that's like what you're saying, but that's what Jason has. Yeah, if you look, if you look at Jason's, um, like, watch the video of him making the vice. Mm-hmm. He puts his first piece of plate, which is like inch and a half, you know, yeah. and he has a thing. It's like two big magnets and uh and uh like some fork pockets. But the the thing with those magnets, right? Like the as the material gets thinner, the magnet yeah, forms. Lose. Yeah, so you need like a big ass magnet. That's the thing. I'm or scared to. I'd be. Ones. I'm like the I thought know. of moving oh, a I'm, thousand I'm pound not. sheet on Those a single magnet. Crazy. It's like, huh. Those things are crazy, though. If you if the math is right yeah. and you know you have the proper thickness and you it's rated for it. Those things are like impossible to to take off. But you know, it, it, the price goes up like exponentially. Mm-hmm. Like each bigger one, it's like goes from a thousand to two thousand to like four thousand. <laughs> but. Um, and they don't hold that much more. Like one, the one that's like 1200 that I'm looking at holds 950 pounds. And then the next one's like 2000 and it holds like, like a couple hundred pounds more. So it's like, I I might just get like two. Yeah. You know, especially for thinner stuff too. You know, I I don't know. It might just be more economical to just have two and and make like a bracket versus having one that's like a zillion dollars and, and maybe isn't even right. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I could get more capacity out of two and keep it, you know, it might even keep it balanced more. Mm. You know, if you have so, if you, if you're not perfectly in the center of the plate with one, maybe you'll have two and it might be, you know, a little easy. I don't know. Oh, I gotta, don't, I gotta, don't, don't expect a break. I reached out to him after workbench con, they were giving yeah. out these little keychains. and I was yeah. so pissed. Did you get one, Chris? No. Oh, so pissed. The girl gave me a keychain. It's one of the lifted things, but a small one. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's legit. Like it's it's yeah. just this tiny. And I lost it. Either that or Duresta stole it out of my bag in the room. Which That's possible. Would, that would shock me because I know he wanted one. You know what? I'm wondering if I gave it to him now that I think of it. Because I know he wanted it. But I can't find the thing. So I, I met I messaged Andrew and I asked him. And he gave me like some bullshit reply. Like, I don't even know what it was. Like, I was like, not even asking one for free, like if, how you get one. And I, I forget what his reply was. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I don't know. When, when we were at Workbench Con, it might have been something nice. I don't remember. So I don't when we were at Workbench Con, I asked him, like, if they're trying to, like, because he now works for them. He's like their influencer manager. And I was like, yeah. so what are you guys, like, trying to do with that program? He's like, okay, like you buy the magnets and we give you like 20% off or something like that. I was like, well, like, I mean, I I could just buy the magnets and if I have to buy them, why am I, why do I need to like also work for you? You know, it's like like 20% off 200 bucks isn't enough for me to like. Yeah. Like do an ad. Start, <laughs> yeah. Know? Start doing a bunch of YouTube ads. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get like, it. I, I mean, I get like, you know, giving stuff away. Like, especially if you have a product that I'm, you know, people are going to buy mag switch stuff regardless, but it's just in, it's interesting to, to, I don't know. It's just interesting to be so like indifferent towards it. I was like, eh, if that's what you guys want to do. Like, so then I, I built something using a mag switch. I painted it red. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I bought it. I bought it on Amazon, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. 
Like, yeah, no, I don't need. I mean, I, don't need I, mean, I, mean I agree with that. I mean, because like you said, there's you know, it, there's a little something in it for everybody, and it's like if they don't want to give you a little something, screw it. Yeah, yeah, this isn't a game. This isn't a game, Mad Mag Switch. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right. I'm gonna paint mine red. Now I'm gonna paint mine blue. I was gonna say yeah. you're gonna paint yours blue. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I I'm not gonna buy that. I probably have to. I probably oh, yeah. No. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Lift I'm, your plywood I'm, with I'm it? Gonna my own, I'm gonna buy my own keychain. There you go. Yeah. Make your own keychain, yep. Derek. I probably can't even paint it because of OSHA, like painting the. You know, warning labels on it. That's the other thing I got to think about. Like those beam tongs I made. Mm-hmm. Like I'm probably I can't use those. Oh, why not? Because like, they're not away. certified. Yeah, they're not certified. Yeah, what do you I make those out? A half inch? Um, no, three eighths. They, they look like they could lift anything though. Like oh, well, they definitely could. I'm using three quarter erection bolt or um TC bolts. I just that didn't that aren't snapped. Yeah. But I welded the nuts on so that they never it can never come apart. That thing could probably lift like four thousand pounds, five thousand pounds without a problem. Yeah, test it to failure. But it's like yeah, I'd have to like certify it. But like I don't even know what the certification like. I don't know. I guess I would just have to buy one because it works great. And now I want one that I could actually use. I mean, you could use it in yeah. your shop. Yeah. You know, you just can't use it. No, you can't use it in your shop. It's your shop. You do whatever you want. Yeah. No, yeah, until OSHA yeah. comes knocking yeah. at the door. Well, that's why you can't have employees and you have to just pretend it's just yours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or you put a sticker on it that says, do not use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, we, but that's, you can do that. We got, we got caught by work um, by OSHA at work one time this was probably like 20 years ago it was the craziest thing to this day like we have I won't name my company but the company I work for they have a pretty intensive like it's kind of got a little bit lax but safety program like Mm. we constantly it's all like um, documented everything you have to do it's all computerized and force you to take it but anyways this guy was driving down the highway and he hit a telephone pole and the pole fell over the wires came down and started a fire and the guy lived, but he goes to put the fire out and he gets electrocuted and dies. Right. Oh, now this shit. is a person, not an employee. Person, right? This is just person. a pedestrian. Yeah, yep. Yep. So, uh-huh. so it's right on a highway. It was on route two. And, uh, so they come out and they watch, we were out there with another utility company for probably, I bet 12 hours. It was like six poles came down and they busted us for so many things. It was unbelievable. We ended up getting fined over half a million dollars for like old stuff that they just just happened to find because they just, they just watched. So some of the things they got, for everything you did in that one yeah, event, yeah, did yeah, half, a million half, dollars. half a million dollars. You know, right? like what? I got caught starting a chainsaw without it on the ground, right? Oh, Doing the yeah. old pull pull thing, you know. Yeah. Um, not having you know proper cha- you know chainsaw things. A lot of the shit got no chaps, out. baby. Yeah, we don't do chaps still, but that was one of the things. Um, the tip winches on our trucks to pick up uh, the poles. They were um, steel ropes. They were supposed to be fiber ropes. That was a big thing. One of the guys I worked with, yeah, yeah, he was like 6'10", and he'd control the truck from the ground. You're supposed to stand on the steps so if it gets energized. And uh, he got busted for that. It was just just like page after page after page. They sat there the whole time and Hmm. never even told us. They even came up and talked to a couple of the guys and never said who they were. But, yeah, it was like $480,000. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they don't screw around, you know. We used to have to worry about that in the city a lot, but 
now yeah. where I'm at, I mean, you know, yeah, we get like the, go ahead. We get the occasional violation, but since I'm not the GC, I don't really care. Like we had one issue last year where like the uh, there was a company welding and the guy who was on Firewatch didn't have a welding shield. He just had like safety glasses on. Yeah. So like, you know, they got oh, they got a violation and then when they get a violation, it has to, you know, be posted around the building and it's like a whole thing. Yeah, well, yeah. around here in Back Bay, a couple of years ago, they were welding, they were repairing a fire escape, and they didn't pull a permit to fix it. And it was this time of year; it was real windy out, and um, they didn't hire a um, like a fire watch guy. Mm-hmm. And the fire started, and Uh-oh. it was in Back Bay, you know, real high rent district, small houses, and uh, there was a fire, and um, they the firefighters went in. And I didn't realize this. Fire hoses aren't fireproof. Did you guys know that? Makes sense. Uh, I didn't. And the fire hoses caught on fire. I think it's like, I don't know if it's if they don't have water. In oh, maybe when they, it's almost like a balloon. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen when they fill a balloon up with water and you hold a lighter underneath yeah. it won't pop? Yeah. So maybe it's like that, yeah. like a dry yeah. hose. Will I, I don't remember exactly what the cause of it was, but um the hose caught on fire they charged the hose they got no water and two firefighters got killed oh my god yeah yeah it was a big big to do it was a local welding guy too and um you know they you know of course everybody wanted to go after the guy and it was just you know it was it was a horrible accident you know but it obviously could have been prevented but it was just one of those things but uh you know it just um you know, that's what happens, you know, and that's what's funny. Like a lot of times with like these OSHA things, like it's funny, the roofers now, I mean, I don't know about where you guys are, but you know, roofers used to just go up and roof your house. Now around here, they all have the fall harnesses on and the ropes yeah. and everything. Yeah. That was never a thing, you know, but you know, you do think sometimes these rules are crazy, but you know, shit happens sometimes, you know, oh, yeah. consequences, you know, and you don't think of it, you know, mm-hmm. well, here we have cesspools. Um, and two years ago, a guy died. They were, they were, uh, putting in rings and there was a guy, two guys were standing on the top of the top of like the dome of the pool. And there was a guy with an excavator bucket. He was like, and they were kind of like holding on to the bucket. Just like, I don't know exactly what was happening, but the, the pool collapsed and one guy jumped onto the arm of the excavator, but the other guy got sucked in, and oh, they God. they tried for you know hours to dig him out, and he died. Yeah. And there was a camera in the excavator, so there was a clip of this guy getting like sucked into the ground, and then that's it, wow. gone. Yeah. You know, that, it, that, back bay, Boston, two years ago, uh, same similar thing. Guys fixing a fire hydrant, the water main broke, and it flooded the hole, and they both died. Yeah, you were uh, telling me about how dangerous yeah, yeah. in those. Yeah, because that's what. Yeah, because that's what freaked me out. I was just in a manhole that, uh, you know, had a water main going through it from like the eighteen hundreds, and like I was just, it was real deep. It was brick lined, and I started having a panic attack. I started getting. Yeah, that's attack. crazy. Yeah, because you're so far down. You know, some of them aren't that deep, but I was down probably twenty five feet, maybe. Oh yeah, thinking, like you should have like a life jacket on, like one of the inflatable. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not joking, right? Like in case it flooded, you'll float right to the top. Yeah, yeah, it'll just pop right out. I think it's the least your worries at that. But point. isn't yeah, it's a huge true. pipe, you know? But, uh, Beirut explosion. Remember that like a couple months ago? What happened? The the explosion in Lebanon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it literally looked like an atomic yeah. bomb. I think that 
I could be wrong, but I thought that might have been started by someone welding in that warehouse next to that, like oh, where they really? kept that fertilizer. Yeah, it started a fire and then lit that. Wow. Which I don't know. Like I'm no bomb expert, but that was like that was an wild. absolutely insane explosion. Yeah, when you think about it, you ever see like on YouTube when these idiots like try to do burn piles of leaves and like they pour, like, yeah. you know. A half a gallon of gas on it, and they light it up like the, yeah. the the percussion from that. I mean, imagine you know whatever that was, how big that was. I mean, it is. I guess that fertilizer is like extremely yeah. volatile. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what awesome that all those bombs out of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, God, that was insane. And then, did you see the building that high rise that was next to it? Like half of it was it was like vaporized. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Whoever built that building was a good engineer because this thing was still standing. Yeah. It was literally next to the warehouse. Mm. But I, I don't even know how many people died from that. Like, what? what I don't even yeah. hear about yeah. that. Anymore. I remember just seeing it that day and then never heard That would be like yeah. if all of, like, Tribeca, like, blew up. I mean, it's, like, similar scale of devastation to, like, 9-11. Manhattan. You know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It re- might have been worse. they said the it reason it worse. wasn't as bad as it could have been was because it was on the water. So half the explosion uh, went like out into hell. nowhere. But like if it was in the middle of Manhattan, I remember seeing like uh, maps. If it was in the middle of Manhattan, there would have been like devastation like into Hoboken. Like, oh, all yeah. of like lower Manhattan would have been gone in that in that uh, size explosion. Like crazy. This podcast takes some weird turns. Yeah, we really does. We were talking about shit one time, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, that was awesome. You got to keep it entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I can't talk about you know, what type of dying. You want to talk about your toolpath? Let's talk about some consumable yeah, my toolpath. Yeah, let's talk about toolpath for the next uh, yeah. forty-five minutes. Yeah, let's talk that. about Derek's mirror that he finally oh. finished, actually. No, it's not finished. It's kind of finished. It's so it, it well, it's kind oh, of been like a little secret, but it might be finished. I'll leave it at that. By no, the time this I, comes out, it'll probably yeah, be finished. So, so I was wet sand in it and I was like, I want to get it nice and smooth. And it did. It came out beautiful. And I had the whole mirror taped. <laughs> I took oh, the tape off. And I went to sand part of it, and I just noticed it when I cleaned the mirror. I scratched the mirror. Oh. Like, are you shitting me? You really can't see it, but you can. But what's bothering me is like the dots. there's little pieces of tape from when I taped it off under the, the edge of it. Oh. The epoxy got it stuck in there, and you no. can get it like, under the edge like yep. the mirror. So that's driving me nuts. But I was thinking, if I wanted to, all I have to do is just – flip it over like i was just gonna leave it but i was thinking if i flip it over i'll just cut it's 14 inch mirror i'll cut a 15 inch circle in the back with the cnc and just take the back off you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's just glued on the back so yeah it should be should be easy enough to do so i'm not decided if i'm gonna do it or not you know i'm kind of up in the air about it but i did buy i was talking to a couple people and it looks amazing i mean i kind of think i might have figured out what i did wrong so i I, the mineral spirits obviously was the first thing i did wrong and what i was trying to do i was trying to paint like a coat of epoxy on it you have to kind of like pour a coat of it and i don't think it'll be perfect when you're done you have to kind of sand it then just bring up that finish like you know sand it up through the grits and then polish it and that's what i was doing but the polish i used at the end 
wasn't like made for that. So I bought some and I want to try it today just to see if I can get out some tiny swirl marks and stuff. And it's funny because I must have had 15 people say like, dude, that thing's beautiful. I'd be thrilled with it. You're nuts. And I'm just like, it's just about like trying to figure out why. Like for me, like I just want to see like if I can get it with no scratches. Like it's doesn't matter, but like it, one of the reasons because my truck, I want to. Well, now the spring I'm going to wait for. I have a couple little marks on my paint. I want to see like if I can use this stuff to like clean my paint on my truck and stuff. But it's more just kind of curiosity, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just to figure out because I do want to do a couple things. A couple people reached out to me not to do river tables because I'm not going to say I would never do one. I would like to do one, even though people hate them, but like a variation of it. But I do want to do some projects with epoxy where you do need to polish it nice. You know, like, like Mm. we were talking about like, um, you know, even doing things like Paul, like we were saying, like you sign, like filling in the inside, Yeah, you know, so something like that. Like if you wanted to figure out, I mean, you got to figure out how to, make it nice somehow so why not practice on yeah it's just another skill you know i wish it was done last week so i could have brought it with me to atlanta but it's you know it's a christmas present so i get some time you know i got nothing else going on right so i mean it looks great yeah i know thank you it does it does it really came out nice It, it 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 yeah i i learned a lot from it and i kind of want to do another one because now i kind of think i know how to do it maybe a little so now i want to do one and it's funny a guy reached out to me i was that's who i was just texting a guy reached out to me he says hey i came across your instagram and seen the amphi car logo you made he goes any chance you'd be willing to make another so i said Hmm. yeah but it's gonna cost you x amount of dollars and he's like well what if we do one a little bit smaller and I says, yeah, that's probably going to cost you the same amount of money. Like, yeah. it's smaller. Yeah. It's the same exact process. They use ten dollars in MDF, yeah, but all yeah, the labor yeah. is just as expensive. Well, that's what I said to him. I says it's all the same exact process. It's just like maybe fifty dollars less than epoxy yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be the same amount. You know. So I actually I told him I would call him when I'm when we're done with the podcast, but. You know, I said, I, there's a YouTube video on it if you want to see how much of a pain in the ass it was. <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, you live and learn. So I mean, like, you got to, you know, oh. you, you, that was such a big project. But that's funny. I'm assuming he has one of those cars. Well, that's what I thought. He wants to buy it for his boss for huh. a Christmas present. Yeah. Huh. I was like, wow, you must have a good job. Hmm. It ain't gonna be. He's gonna get a raise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. His boss must have an amphi car. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. So I'll be polishing some more epoxy. What's uh, what's your next project coming up, Paul? Um. Well, I just had to. Uh, measure and do a little preliminary design for this three-story um, staircase, all-metal staircase coming out of an apartment building, um, which is going to be tricky because of the way it's like laid out. There's, It's like cut into the building, so it's like a 14-foot wide by 12-foot deep, like, like cut out in the building, and so it's set in, and the first floor from the ground floor to the second floor is really high. So I have to do like a, 
a staircase with two landings to make that tight space to go up there. And then the other, all, the other staircase has one landing to get to the third floor. Hmm. And then the doors are right in the corners of this like cutout. So I can't put columns right in the corner. So I have to bring the columns back like four feet and cantilever um, the steel over. It's kind of hard to explain. I might have a picture laying around. And you're you're being charged with designing this. There's not an architect. Yeah. Drawing Who do you this? think? No, I, I I we have an engineer that's gonna um like calculate everything, mm-hmm. but I'm like laying it out and designing it. Huh. Um, and then he's gonna I'm gonna like consult with him and figure it out. Yeah. Um, Why are you doing that? Why wouldn't you just tell like the customer like, hey, you got to get somebody? Like, I mean, obviously you charge him for it, but yeah, is it worth your aggravation? Well, yeah, because I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one building it, yeah. so I'd rather figure it out myself. The best way to do it on my end, it's better to have someone else do it and not have a like, you know, some architect do it, and then yeah. they don't have to put it together. So they might design whatever, and it's just more cost effective. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's it's not that bad. I did it all in Google SketchUp. It's gonna have to. I got to fine tune the measurements. Um, but I just did like a concept form and when we're figuring it all out at the moment. That's one thing I um, always hated was when people needed stairs done. Stairs are tricky. Stairs and mm-hmm. front doors like hanging. Us. Yeah. Like, those are two jobs I've always hated because stairs, people don't realize like how much of a pain in the ass stairs are. And if you want to see how much of a pain in the ass stairs are, it was funny when I was on the plane, I watched um, the essential craftsman. I haven't yeah. watched him in a while, but he just had a ripper set out. Did you see that video he did? I didn't see that. No. The house he's um, building, they were off by an eighth of an inch. And, you know, people huh. might say, like, oh, it's only an eighth of an inch, but no, not for the inspector. And it's a big deal. You know, people don't realize that with stairs. Like, when you walk upstairs and they don't fail right, like, you naturally walk up mm-hmm. a certain way. And when yeah. they're not yeah. right or they're not exact – that's when you notice, like, wow, these stairs feel uncomfortable. Yeah, something's you know? not right. Yeah. yeah, people don't realize that. That yeah, you screwed your stairs up, asshole. Like that's why they don't feel right. You know, I had a job yesterday. The second step going into a basement was over twenty inches. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, oh that sounds like an old basement. That's oh like three steps combined. Yeah, it was so janky, right? The guy's like, he goes, be careful going down there. He goes, the second step's a doozy. I looked at it. I said, you got to be shitting me, dude. So he goes, I've been here 45 years, and they've always been like that. And I measure it was like almost 20 inches, the step. But um, that's, you know, that's a little extreme. Yeah, yeah. But it was like they were made like it looked like granite or something. Like when they built the foundation, they must have just took whatever they had extra and like built it into the wall. But um, yeah, like, you got to be kidding me. But um, but yeah, stairs are a pain in the ass. I just I especially when you can't build them on site. Yeah, you got to yeah. measure and well, then that, bring them. Yeah, that's got to be so goddamn nerve wracking, you know. Yeah, imagine building right. a set of steel stairs in Italy and then shipping them to Manhattan and hoping that yeah, they're I've never even heard of that unless it was some crazy like art, art artisans making some wild staircase. Was it just like a dude? Standard? It was a mono stringer staircase with steel treads that were getting wrapped in uh that were getting wrapped in white oak it was nothing that's so insane i mean that's yeah, so were weird. Nice, but like it wasn't like you know you weren't like apartment going like oh my god it was some like hand forged like crazy italian artisanal thing no. like no. that's interesting nope. that's so strange nope i'm trying to find that um oh 
What the hell? This Google SketchUp's really drive me nuts. What do you? Uh, oh, here. Can't get your view. Sorry, I want to print out. I want to print out the thing and show you guys what. Um, do you use the the SketchUp Pro or do you use the free version or the online? Version? I have the one. I screwed up and bought the the one that's like this middle tier and it's on it's web based. Oh yeah, I can. I use. They have an old version. I think it's 2017, and it's yeah. the last year that they made it for the computer and it's still free and you can yeah. still download it but i can't the web version drives me nuts because I, I might have a copy i might have a copy of that because when we were at workbench con um the guy from sketchup he gave me a copy of that i think because you can get it still yeah you can you can find it online i i yeah. asked the guy at workbench con about like because I do so much stuff in SketchUp. Yeah, I think, we were, to, yeah, I think yeah. we were together when we were there. Because remember, he, he said that. Yeah, you can still get it. Yeah, I tried to like ask them if they wanted to do... I was like, hey, if you guys will just... I asked them for a, one digital copy of the Pro version in exchange for like a video or two videos showing it. Which yeah. was a great deal. Like It's a digital license. It, it costs them nothing. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, definitely." And then, uh, yeah, it's twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. <laughs> I don't know. All right, what are you working on, Chris? Me? What am I working on? I so I'm building my uh, my my uh, indoor pool deck. I don't know if anyone saw on Instagram. Hey, your house? You have an indoor pool? So I have a uh, I have a. Uh, 10 foot by 40 foot indoor saltwater pool in my pool house, yeah. um, which is on the, nice. the West wing of my estate. Now it's nice. uh, one of my customers has uh, they had a, this, this place is so crazy. They have a, a massive, beautiful house and they bought the house next door and they bought the house behind them and they've connected all three of the properties um, and the house next door, they tore down and they built into a pool house with an exterior pool. And then, a couple of years later, or man, it was like a good amount of time later, they decided that they didn't want the exterior pool anymore. So they left the existing structure, but they extended the foundation and built like a gorgeous indoor pool. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's 10 by 38 and they need a space to hold. They need like a, a, a kind of a formal dining space. And since it's such a beautiful room, I'm building them a modular deck that'll go over the pool. Um, it's 10 sections four feet by 12 feet uh, made out of two by six uh, timber strand, which is like um, kind of, it's an engineered Lombo, material. Yeah. So we, How Macklin and I, what'd you say? How heavy are they? They're actually very light. They're very, very light. Um, they're a lot lighter than LVLs. LVLs, you know, yeah. are like thick yeah. plywood, but yeah. um, we, Macklin and I uh, built a test, a test piece yesterday, you know, at full size. And we brought it over to the pool and put it across it because it's only got about a foot of grab on either side of the pool. And we wanted to make sure it didn't flex, yeah. but we put three people on it yesterday on one section and it's like, doesn't even sag. It's so, so strong. So, um, but it's, you know, that kind of project is like easy, but it's very time consuming because we have yeah. to build 10 of these. They weigh, I don't know, me and him, carried one around yesterday and to get it onto the roof of his pickup trucks racks like it was a struggle like the things got away 250 pounds so 10 of them weighs you know 2500 pounds 
So, so I'm guessing the homeowner is going to be installing these and taking them up by themselves every time. Yeah. So, uh, well, here's the kicker, right? So they want this for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And but they don't want me. I I part of the deal, part of the price was I said I would install it the first time, but then after that, I'm not installing it again. Like they have to get movers to do it. Yeah. But they don't want it installed until the day before Thanksgiving because they don't want to lose access to the pool any unnecessary amount of time. So now Macklin and I, the day before Thanksgiving, have to move and install 10 of these platforms in this in this pool house. That's crazy. So, just report them. Just report them. To tell, tell the government they're doing a super spreader event. Well, so that's the other thing is I was talking to, you know, their, their like manager and I was like, are they really going to have Thanksgiving? Cause like, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll install yeah. them for, I'll let install, them all get sick. Well, I don't, you know, I don't care what they do with it once <laughs> I install it, but I already told her, I was like, once I install this, I'm not coming back the next day and taking it up. Like the deal was that they were going to call uh, movers uh, to move them every time they wanted to install them. Cause are they going to get attached together? Or? Yeah, so I'm using like um, essentially the same thing you would use on like a sectional couch, yeah. like a Z-clip, because they don't yeah. really need to be attached together. It's not yeah. adding any strength. It's really yeah. just to avoid having yeah. a gap. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, my concern is they're going to call me on Thanksgiving and be like, oh, so we didn't have the uh, we didn't have the dinner, but we want the platform moved. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm charging them. I'm charging them for the fabrication and that first install. And my price is still, it's a little more than half what a deck, what a staging company wanted to rent them a platform for one day. Wow. So, um, and the platform that they were going to rent them was 16 inches high. And the platform that I'm building is seven oh, inches high. Wow. So they're getting a good deal. I mean, I'm obviously I'm not doing it for free. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm making enough money on it to, you know, make it worth my while and make it worth Macklin's while. But, you know, like there's not really a lot of options, but they're probably going to pay a moving company a thousand bucks every time they want to set this up, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I was working on was, uh, by the time this comes out, it'll have been a couple nights ago, but I was doing like this top secret project. I'll talk about it on here a little bit because it'll already be resolved by the time this comes out. But one of my clients in Brooklyn, you know, very, uh, very important client to me. They had a alarm go off in their studio and no one was there to respond to the alarm. And it was a medical emergency alarm, which no one knows how this got tripped because it wasn't a fire alarm and they don't, they can't figure out how on the emergency panel to trip a medical emergency alarm. So it's a total mystery, but the fire department came and they basically had to enter the premises. Like, legally when an alarm like that goes off they have to get their way in and make sure there's not one someone there like dying or carbon monoxide so they actually pried the doors open with the jaws of life and these were like triple layer aluminum security doors with no visible hardware on them at all Isn't that crazy they pried the gap between the doors open just enough that they could rip the doors open and as soon as they got inside the woman who cleans the studio had just walked in <laughs> and they were like, what's going on? And she was like, I don't know. I just heard an alarm going off. And all of a sudden I see you guys kick in the door. So this is like, a, you know, it's a major art studio. And they're like, we have no way to secure this door. Uh, and we can't run the risk of anyone getting inside. So I had to fabricate a bunch of steel and I had to drill 18 holes in the doors. And I bolted the door shut with uh, half inch lag bolts 
so that on the outside you would just see like the little domed head. Yeah. And I also oh. zip screwed the steel to the back of the door. So even if you cut the heads off of all the lag bolts, I'm um, all the carriage bolts, excuse me, you'd still have to contend with the, you know, 25 or whatever, 35 zip screws I put in on the inside. So yeah. it's probably harder to get into that than it yeah. is to, just to get into the door with, yeah. without that. Well, yeah. what I said was there's also like, you know, they have a, they have kind of awning windows running around the perimeter of the building. I was like, you could come with an extension ladder and be in through one of these windows in about five minutes before yeah. you yeah. cut the yeah. heads off yeah. of uh, yeah. all these. And bolts. then the medical alarm will just go exactly. off. Exactly. But man, they did some number on these freaking doors, but I guess that's what they have to do, you know? Yeah. And they just leave. They don't, they, yeah. it's up to you to secure it. So the yeah. guy, my contact there was like, he's like, well, I don't even yeah. know who to call. Like, <laughs> call locksmith? You know, who's, who's going to fix this at, you know, eight o'clock on a Saturday night? I was like, oh, I guess me. So three hours of driving with the traffic to get there and back. Um, but, you know, you got to do what yeah. you got to do. Yeah, you do. It's a good, it's a good client. They've always treated me really well. So. And I, and they're not like they there's no question that like and I would never do this, but if I told them like, hey, I know you guys are jammed, it's gonna be ten thousand dollars for my trip last night, they would probably just pay it. Yeah. You know? But you know, the 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 woman the woman that was there uh who represents the place, you know, she had like me and another guy were there, they like ordered us dinner, you know, she gave me like a little bit of a tip, you know, like you can't you uh when you help somebody when they really don't know who else to call, it like goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of all I'm working on. I'm just trying to I'm trying to finish up dealing with all my clients so that I can have like at least one month of this year where I can do whatever I want instead of doing what everyone else wants me to do. Yeah, that that's a pain in the ass. That's kind of like um not dealing with that stuff, but like I've been working a ton again and um today was like my day off and like just shit you gotta deal with like leaves like dealing with that stuff like i just you know my shop was a disaster all night last night i just cleaned up the shop and just it just there was stuff everywhere then it's like i'm bagging up leaves like right now i'm like texting people i was supposed to meet somebody that was dropping a vice off and then this other guy um that's supposed to be coming by um that just does the clean outs i mentioned it to you Mm -hmm. It's um, did I mention it to you, Paul? The clean up? No, I had a girl reach out to me and uh, she's like, Hey, I'm local and um, you know, I, I love what you do and um, I think you would get along great with my father and love to see what he has. He does clean outs, here's his number. What the hell is a clean out? Like basements and stuff, yeah, like oh, estate oh. sale. Those are the best guys dude, to know, send yes. them, dude. Send them to Long Island. I know a guy who needs one. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, we need a major. We I got a code red clean out. So look at this. So he, just, <laughs> he just bought, but he just took this out of a basement. That's a hot water heater from the 18th. Whoa, wow, that's amazing. Oh my God, he sold it to a guy. The guy restores them and sells them. And that's it. Oh my God. Right? You got to send me that so I can yeah, post it on the that. Instagram. We'll put that on the Instagram account, right? Does he want a Wen bandsaw? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He'll restore the bandsaw. Clean out guys do well because they get paid to take the junk and they sell the junk. That's what he said. He goes, dude, he goes, I'm 60 years old. I'm ready to retire. He goes, I get you coming and going. And it's funny because I don't know if they were around when uh, you were up this way, Chris, but there was a big construction company called Perini Construction. 
and I was friends with their son. And uh, like he, they did like you know, like they did like the Boston Gardens buildings mm-hmm. like that. They built. I don't know if they built the garden, but huge buildings. But um, anyways, the son had a business where he um would remove and sell dirt. So these big you know buildings would get built. They were like scamming you. Like they, you paid the son to take the dirt away, and then companies that need to buy dirt, mm-hmm. they bought the dirt. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. money on it twice. You know, it's crazy. But um, but that's what he was saying. He goes, it's unbelievable. He goes, it, it just. He goes, it's been such a good life. He's like, I'm trying to downsize and get rid of stuff. He's like, I got shit everywhere. He goes, I had a yard sale last week, and he said I made almost three thousand dollars <laughs> in my house. And I go, what do you got? He goes, what do you want? He goes, I have everything. Yeah. um, He goes, so he goes, he goes, my daughter said, you got a cool shop. Where's your shop? So he lives like three minutes from me and uh, he's going to stop by today. He wants to see the shop. Oh boy. He grew up like at the end of my street, like literally two streets over from me. uh, But he's like 10 years older than me. So I don't, you know, when you're a kid, that's a huge difference. Yeah. But, um, just a real, real funny guy, and I'm looking forward. I hope he does come by today. He texted me, said he's doing some work. He'll come by later. But uh, I'm just interested to see what he has. You know, it'll be, it'll be cool to see. You know, I don't know. You know, I'm sure he has a little bit of everything, you know. But uh, he's like, you know, he goes, you'd be shocked at the shit I get, you know. But uh, but I, I'm looking forward to talking to him. So that's um, how my afternoon's going. But I don't know if I'll get anything done today. You know, it's just you like. Won't. One day off. No, I'm I'm off. Um, I think from Thursday on. Thursday's my day off, and then Friday, I won't tell you what I'm doing, but I'm getting one of those tests that when you turn fifty, you get to get. Oh, fun! Um, yeah, so that should be a lot of fun. So, uh, Paul, you got a ways to go before you worry about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's gonna be a great week. Got a lot going on. That's like last night. I was literally. I had just like sat down in my machine shop and I was like, all right, what am I going to do with the rest of my night when my phone rang with this client? And I was like, at first I didn't want to go. And then I was like, you know what? If I just sit here, if I don't go. What sucks is you know you have to. Like yeah. You can say you don't want to go, but you know you're going. But on my way home last night, I didn't get home till like 11. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't have been very productive because I was so shot by like, five o'clock last night i was already tired so i probably would have just like putzed around the shop i would have cleaned up i would have like you know i would have done a little bit but i wouldn't have been as productive especially financially productive as i was getting in the car you know and you know what took me almost two hours to get to brooklyn last night because there was so much traffic but it's like sometimes like even when you have the plans like today, you probably had a whole bunch of grand plans to get stuff done, but oh, you're yeah. going to still have a productive day because you're going to meet this guy and then you're going to fill your life with more junk. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. shit, I don't need yeah. shit. You don't need productive in a different way. Mm-hmm. Clean out. They, the they call it counterproductive. Yeah. Oh, is that fine. what that is? It's Paul, fine. Stay out of it. Mind your business. Yeah, mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. I like that. I bet that guy's got good stuff, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, it's funny because I said, where'd you have the ads? He's like, oh, I do it just at my house. He goes, I do like one a month. And I always like want to go to like a good yard sale. It's like every time I see one, it's like people get like fucking like Mr. Coffee's from like the eighties. It's like, you know what? I don't need a Mr. Coffee. I don't need like a, a oscillating fan. It's like, it's, you know, 
it's like <laughs> just just bullshit. Ankle weights for running, you know. It's like it's just cool. Just jump. Yeah, yeah, jump. yeah. I yeah. never understood when people like buy like there'll be like a rack of old clothes at a yard sale. I'm like, ah, like disgusting. Like, uh, I mean, I like I, I I've bought clothes from like. I bought clothes from like a vintage store, you know, or like from like, you know, I bought like a jacket from like a like a. When we, do the, when, we do, when we do the after show with just the three of us, I'll get yeah. a, a, a used clothes story, yeah. but but yeah. I, I can't share it on this. But go ahead. Uh, no, I'm saying like it's just something about getting it. Like I feel like if you, I don't know, buying clothes from like a Goodwill or buying clothes from like a like a thrift store, I feel like a little bit better than like buying clothes out of somebody's driveway. I don't yeah. know. I feel like Paul would never wear clothes that didn't come straight there's, out of the package. So there's a, um, yeah. Fresh and clean. That's my mom's motto. Yeah. <laughs> she has fresh. She has a tattoo fresh, on her forearm. Fresh and clean. Yeah. Well, it's funny because <laughs> it's supposedly a thrift store, like a, like a, I, I don't know what it's called, but it's not a thrift store, but a um, place that sells like used clothes that just opened up downtown and there was one in Cambridge, which, you know, guys aren't from around here, but there was a real famous store called the Garment District. It mm-hmm. was like pink building in yeah, Cambridge. Yeah, I, I went there, I think. Oh, of course you did. It yeah. was all the, all the hip kids go yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. It's like literally five stories. Yep. You buy clothes by the pound. Yep. And there is literally a line down the street when they open up because people go there. And people that, you know, collect clothes, like you can get real expensive stuff like you know blue jeans like blue jeans are always sold out of because mm-hmm. people don't realize there's a lot of people that collect blue jeans you know yeah. and, uh, i got a nice. thing about that that i learned from it's my favorite app tiktok but after i'll tell it after your story All right. about blue but, jeans yeah but no i was just saying it's um you know so i'm i'm curious to see what this uh store has but paul with your clean thing what's it what's her motto clean fresh and clean, clean. Fresh all right clean. so i always <laughs> thought that too but re- Remember that? Um, what was it? Last year they had that um, documentary on. It was uh, that little girl that ended up dead. The Joan Benet doctor documentary. There, mm-hmm. I don't, no, Joan Benet Yeah, we ended up watching it. But they had a story on there about how they found all this DNA on her clothing, and it was like going to be the father and all this stuff. And they had this like scientific thing after. They bought, because it was underwear that they were talking about, they bought brand new underwear from a store in the package, and there was DNA all over it already. Mm. And it was for the people that package it, hand yeah. and work in the place. Yeah. And they were saying how, like, your fresh and clean stuff from the store packaged isn't fresh and clean. When you well, you don't understand it. That I underwear, what you're saying, yeah. package, goes straight into the washing machine. Of course, it does, Paul. If we don't take that out, just, we don't do that. Just to bring it, just to bring it home. It's fresh out of the package, and then it gets cleaned. Yeah, and then it gets you. <laughs> all right, so we got all angles covered over. Yeah, they got it all. They got the washer and dryer. You don't know who you're dealing with here in the garage. Just to wash it, to bring it in. You don't know. You don't even know when my father brings in the groceries, the procedure. Don't they go in a? They go in a bucket of bleach. Uh, first they get dropped off in the Corona zone in the garage. Then it gets sent out onto the kitchen table. We, a garbage bag gets laid out on the kitchen table and all the dirty groceries go on top, either a tablecloth or a disposable tablecloth or a garbage bag or something. And then we dismantle, wash, and then put away. That's the procedure. The I told my mom, I said, if we, if, if we just do, cleans everything, if 
we could just do a reality TV show, I'd be a, a, a multimillionaire because the shit that goes on is absolutely <laughs> That's insane. What everybody used to say about our house when my kids were little. My yeah. friends would come over, they go, dude, you should do reality TV. Your family is so effed up, man. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, but God. it's funny. Me and Paul were talking the other day, and he was telling me about his mother's procedures. I says, we're going to read in the newspaper the whole family's dead from, like, alcohol poisoning. Yeah. The amount of alcohol I've ingested. Yeah. The amount of times my phone has been washed. I, I, I was telling Paul when I was at the hospital with Christina, I wanted, like, I touched something. I tried to clean my hands and everything. I grabbed the wipes, and I, I wiped my hands down. You know, I can't, like, smell anything. I start rubbing my face. They were freaking bleach wipes. Oh, yeah, because I was on the phone with Derek. I'm like, oh, shit. I bleach all over me. I'm trying to wipe Christina down with them. I'm like, oh, God. I was on the phone with Derek, and we were in the home. Me and my mom were in the Home Depot parking lot, and we had to do a decontamination before we got in the car. And she hands me these wipes. I'm like, Mom, these look like Clorox wipes. She's like, No, 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 they're not Clorox wipes. They're some other type of wipe. And then Derek told me that story. Turns out when I got home, she's like, Oh my God, wait, they were Clorox wipes. <laughs> I'm like, Are you kidding me? That's amazing. But back to the pollution thing, I saw this thing on TikTok of this kid. He goes and explores like old mines. Yeah. And in search for blue jeans that miners used to wear and they're worth like oh, crazy dude, amount yeah. of money. Oh yeah. Like these collectors collect yeah. jeans from the eighteen hundreds or something in like coal mines or or any type of mine. It's nuts. Yeah, my my buddy when I lived in Boston, he he would uh he was really into like designer clothes. Um and he would go to like all the Boston thrift stores and he could look at a pair of jeans and it would have no tags on it, but there'd be like something on the jeans that would let him know that they were like Ferragamo jeans. And he'd yeah. buy jeans for like $6 and then sell them on yeah. eBay for like $400, $500. He used wow. to go to the garment district in, in, in Cambridge all the time. And yeah. he would go to all these thrift stores in like Alston and um, Jamaica Plain and all oh, these I places. Just, I was just going to say, I just went to JP and I bought uh, a pair of uh, – of uh, men's shoes and sold them online last year. I yeah. paid $5 from them and I sold them for like 85 bucks. Yeah, but the th- it's they so funny. Me. It's just like us with tools. Like it's just like yeah. I went to Monger's Market and I bought a hardness tester, you know, that yeah. when we went, it was like the guy's like, I don't know what that is. It's a drill press. Uh, what, what do you, yeah, what do you, you want for what, it, yeah. you know? So it's a microscope. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, what kind of base is it on? I was like, I don't know, two by fours. He's like, oh, I don't he's want more, it then. He's, he's more worried about the tables yeah. that the, the machinery comes on exactly. and the bases than the actual machines. Exactly. But it's like, you know, it, think about how much easier it is to buy like 10 pairs of jeans than it is to buy like 10 vices and resell them. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it's uh, it, it's you don't need um, forklift to unload your jeans, right? Uh, well, depends on it, how many you buy. Well, it, did I? When my dad was a little kid, he used to go to Italy. Oh shit! Would you just bike break? The computer? I just dropped. Yeah. When my I'm dad fiddling. was a little kid, he used to go to Italy when he was like eight or nine years old, and his cousins used to steal his Levi's because the yeah. Levi's uh, that he could get in America, they couldn't yeah, get in uh in Italy. Oh, that's funny. Paul, were you watching videos on? Um, people just exploring like abandoned things or no, it was this guy that I don't even know how I saw it like a month or two ago about a guy, his, his whole thing was he's exploring these mines searching yeah. for jeans. Yeah. Like he's looking for jeans, yeah. not diamonds that yeah. could be in the mines. Yeah. He's going after the jeans. Yeah. No, it's funny. Cause a couple of years ago I was like hooked on videos. Like there's like a ton of people that just go out there and yeah. like, check, like go to like 
abandoned buildings and all that stuff. And it was funny. I was just thinking about, I was supposed to send my brother this video, of this old mansion that was like abandoned and these people had gone through. But on Halloween, my brother went to like an old, like a sane asylum out in uh, New York, up, uh, upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I thought it was like Halloween thing he went to and he's like oh no it's all like you know secure and closed off i just wanted to go there with you know my kid and my girl just to you know be scared i was like yeah that's that sounds like a great idea oh yeah he's just my brother's a little off (laughs) well yeah yeah it happens i mean like oh that's that's that that must be a cool you know well it's funny haunted house no 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 we're just breaking in to this abandoned a lot, all the old state hospitals, like they had like huge properties. They yeah. built them all up. They're all developed like like mm-hmm. million. That's what they're doing. Stuff. There's yeah. one in Connecticut yeah. in Newtown. Yeah. It's called like Fairfield something, Fairfield Hills or something. They're all like they're, they're doing like kids soccer games out yeah. in front. Dan, My Dan God, hospital and uh, McLean Hospital. McLean Hospital is like a famous like hospital. Uh, uh, yeah, there's like houses there, million dollar homes on the property now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. The freaking God only knows the horrors that went on. Oh in those... God, scary. Not good. So they don't. They don't. Track. Doesn't appeal to me going to like walk around some old insane. Yeah, I don't. Especially yeah, yeah. but like when I'm trespassing. You got the only types of people that are gonna be there if you do encounter any people are gonna be bad people. <laughs> crazy people. You know, so nothing good's gonna come out of it. You know, I'm not gaining anything. You could get Hep C or something. Yeah, yeah, I might need a tetanus shot so I trip and fall on some rusty nails or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, That's the least of your worries, but I don't know. You guys want to hear about my next TikTok chef? Yes, yeah. let's hear it. This what are you one, even watching? Let's hear it. This one is good. This one, this lady's good. She, the, there's this kid in Staten Island and his mother, and he's like, he call her name is he calls her Mama Ock. I don't know what the hell that means. Mama Ock would be like, Mama Ock, what do we what do we got today? I'm like, and then, and then he'll go cut to her making all these different meals. And she made, and then we ended up making this. She made these French onion sliders. She took um, onions, she caramelized them in a cast iron skillet. She put, she took uh, ground beef, seasoned it all up with all these different seasonings, threw it on top of the onions, let it cook, flipped it over, cooked the other side. Then she took King's Hawaiian buns, which we exchanged for um, Martin's potato buns. You know the potato buns? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The best yeah. bun ever. Yeah. Don't give me a hot dog on that shitty bun. You know the buns where they slice it like halfway where you put the hot dog and then the sides are sliced all the way? Yeah. It's just a big sheet of bread with slices yeah. in it? Yeah. Oh. Don't give me those buns. Yeah, no. I need a Martin's potato bun. But anyway, we use well, those buns. Like if you're doing lobster rolls, though. Yeah, that's a different story, but not for a hot yeah, dog. No. When but, are we starting our cooking? Our cooking podcast. I don't know, but I'm going to start one soon. But so then we took the little mini potato buns, kept them in the the full like sheet, and sliced them in half. Yeah. So you take the you open them all up. You put on the the meat and the caramelized onions. You throw Swiss. We did one with Swiss cheese and one with American, oh, and then. Nice. You close it back up and then you put it in the oven and bake it for a couple minutes to melt mm-hmm. all the cheese and, and bake the bun. It was so good. It was way better than like – it's so much easier and better than making like a hamburger. It was it was unbelievable. But she makes all oh, these I other different things. The best. What's her yeah. – what's the TikTok called? It's called – I think it's 
Ayo Mama Ock. Ayo Mama Ock. <laughs> Look, search it up. But she makes these like a bunch of other things too. Like there's like all like kind of like New York like sh- like street food, kind of like chicken over rice or like like stuff you'd get like in in your I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cart. Yeah, almost something kind of like that. But then other stuff too. Like she made like uh, chicken and waffles with like a spicy like maple syrup. Like she's pretty good. This lady knows how to cook. I'm gonna have to check that out. But. Yeah, she made a potato and egg sandwich. You know when they take like potato and they like mm-hmm. mix it with the egg and make a sandwich. That, that was good too. I don't know. She's good. Nice, Derek. What have you been watching? Well, it's funny because I, I I'm not going to recommend my food guy. I was going to, but I'm I'm not going to now because uh, as Paul did. Let me see. Let me see. No, I don't want to do that. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to recommend the, anybody that's got uh, you know, been recommended. I found the, I found the thing. This is the this is the kid. Send it to me, Joseph Devito. How about that name? You think he's from Staten Island? There you go. Maybe he might no. be a transplant. You know who I I've been watching? It's it's weird. It's uh called Wonder World. You ever see that? Wonder World. I, I downloaded a ton of videos from it because I was going to do a, a cooking one, but Paul did one, so I'm not going to do that. Do it. But um, do we, I, I love hearing about cooking ones. This guy. Do them both. All right. Barbecue and bottles. BBQ and bottles. This guy's good. He's got like you know 80,000 followers, but he does – the guy. he's just like a regular guy. You know what? I'm going to save a cooking one for next week because there's a couple local guys I'm going to recommend next time. But uh, now that I think of it, but this guy, Barbecue and Bottles, BBQ and Bottles. He, um, um, YouTuber. He like Smash Burgers, and he was – Oh, I like Smash Burgers. Steak and cheese um, sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. But I started watching him because he was doing two briskets. He was trying to cook one fast and one slow and see how they compared. And obviously the slow one was much better. But but he's got a pretty good channel. It's just like basic food stuff. And um, he has like a pretty good griddle that he cooks on in his yard and stuff like that. But uh, remind me next week because I'm going to recommend a, a different food one, guys that are local. And I actually think they work for the same company I work for. Just like a half they're like, they they live about a half hour from me. And it's oh, really? funny. Yeah, yeah. I always thought they looked familiar. And a guy I, I um work with had mentioned them. And uh, he's like, Hey, do you watch these guys? They're big on YouTube. And they only they started their channel same time as I did. They had like no followers. I wonder how many they have. I'm gonna tell talk about them next week, but just so funny the way that this is like gone with with cooking influencers and shit so like years and years ago i worked at a hardware store and we had this guy that used to come in and i think he sold weber grills i think he worked for weber and he used to talk about yeah he used to talk about uh like he used to talk about how he would go to these like cook-offs like all around like the northeast he'd go to like new jersey and massachusetts and connecticut and uh he was telling me and showing like my my boss like pictures from these these forums or he they would have like a brisket cook off and he would enter and the winner would get like you know like everyone would pitch in five dollars you know these communities and i remember vividly telling him this is like probably 2012 like you should make a YouTube channel where you just do cooking. And this was right when um, – who were those guys that used to do the, the 
crazy epic meal time remember epic meal time i don't know if they still have it like still do youtube they probably do but epic meal time was like just starting to like kind of become popular and i was telling them telling this guy about this and he was like oh well you know like what am i going to do on youtube i'm like the same thing you do now i'm like just have one of your kids film you cooking and film the results and if that guy would have done that in 2012, like this dude put so much energy into, you know, the brisket and the oh, prep, wow. you know, like it's, it's crazy though, because then it was like, he thought I was nuts for suggesting this. And now he's probably thinking like, damn, like, you know, my kids are watching cooking videos on, uh, on, you know, TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. And like, that could be his job now, you know? But no, it's people don't understand. I was talking to a guy. Um, what was he doing? But there's like so many people that have like huge channels. I think we touched on this last week. But it just it's it's always like amazes me. Like there's so many people in this world that watch so many goddamn videos. It's like you think if like oh there's a bunch of cooking ones. Like I'm not going to start a cooking one. Like I got to mm-hmm. be different. But like. It, there's so many people that want the content. It's yep. like unbelievable. Okay. That's the worst excuse that anyone ever makes is like, oh, yeah. I'm a blacksmith. There are so many other blacksmithing channels on YouTube. I don't want to make a blacksmithing yeah. channel. Yeah. Perfect example is look at, you know, not that his stuff is ordinary, but look at the stuff made here guy. You know, how many yeah. other people on, on YouTube it. are making like crazy inventions? You know, you've got yeah. like, there's a bunch of other channels that are doing similar stuff to what he does. And he immediately found success. I mean, you know, it doesn't always work like that, but, yeah. um, you know, if you're good, you'll, yeah. Yeah. Is it? My dad it. says cream always rises to the top. Did you mm. see Paul? He did the golf club. Mm-hmm. I know. I sent it to you. Yeah. That's where you, but did you want to make a, uh, a gun powered, whatever, a golf club? Yeah, because my friend ordered, who's got SMA, ordered. I, I saw this years ago. This this golf club with a trigger hmm. that um, it's it looks like a regular golf club, and there's a little button on the handle, and you don't swing it. Um, Interesting. And it sets off a charge, like a ram set charge, and hits the ball like 200 yards. And so my friend hmm. ordered it. And I'm like, God, and we he used it. And I'm like, this kind of sucks because. You might as well just throw the ball or slingshot the ball or shoot out of a potato gun. It's right. not. I know it looks like a golf club, but you're not swinging it. And I'm like, God, if you could just swing it and trigger the charge, and then this guy comes out, boom, with the baseball bat, and then he comes out with the golf club, and it's like perfectly executed. Like, yeah. But Dude, the I, that guy's so, so good. Crazy. Did you guys that see the, so uh, the smarter every day um, supersonic baseball cannon versus yes. the, versus the dummy? I don't know if you watched it, Paul. Like the guy smarter every day made a supersonic baseball cannon that can shoot a ball faster than the speed of sound. And they oh, really? tested out what would happen if you tried to catch it. Yeah. So dude, he, it's, ridiculous. it's unbelievable, dude. He shot it into like a punching dummy and it literally <laughs> like blows through the dummy. Dude, like how crazy is that? How crazy is the slow motion video of that going through? Unbelievable. And he tries to see if he can get any amount of baseball gloves to catch it. And he puts, I think mm. 10 baseball gloves Ten. back to back. <laughs> oh and you God. watch the slow-mo video. It just goes through, through all every of one of them. Wow. It's unbelievable. Great. The video is really, really yeah. great. And, um, you know, it's just like, it's just so crazy what, you know, this guy was able to build. And then uh, the guy stuff made here was saying how he wants to try to hit 
that baseball with his uh oh, you know, it'll just explode. I think yeah, I think it would just like blow up. That baseball bat will explode. Yeah. You need a solid steel baseball bat to survive that. Yeah. But you uh, literally need like a four of baseball bat made out of forty one forty. Right. <laughs> and it would probably still bend and break your wrists. I mean it would break oh, like yeah. a person's wrist. He thought that the that the uh the gun powered uh baseball bat was gonna break his wrist when he was like designing it. But my my pick of the week is is not uh not any of those, but it's I've been watching uh the Fabricator series. You guys ever watch his videos? Um, I used to. We met him in uh Chicago last year, Paul oh, okay. at uh Fabtech. But he does a lot of like car stuff and a lot of like getting into welding. But he had a video that came out a couple months ago where he made like a downdraft table for grinding. Um mm-hmm. with like but he wanted to do it on a budget because you can buy a metal grinding table. They're like two grand. You know, they have a fan and it sucks the grinding dust down. But he built one. He wanted to build one for under 500 bucks. So he used like box fans and like furnace filters. And he made this like really well-designed, super effective grinding table. And uh, it's a great video. And I was just watching it the other day because it's interesting like how much what, what the most interesting part about it is after he uses it for a while, how much is in it after like a yeah. month of grinding versus how much would have just been in the air after that same month. It really makes you think like, man, I'm, I'm breathing in a lot of, a lot of garbage. Yeah. It's not good. Not good. I really want one of those like things that Alex Steele always wore, like those spacesuit things. Yeah. The and power I, and I respirator. Bet in the summer, it would be actually kind of nice because you're getting just cold fresh air blown in your face mm-hmm. what is it? it's almost like wearing a little air the fabrication series the, Sorry. yeah the fat the is it the fabricator or the fabrication hold on the fabrication series okay so funny i downloaded one of his videos on the plane right home yeah they're really well made and he um he does a lot for like welding education you know like he's all about it one, one of the things i thought was really interesting that i saw on his uh instagram the other day was he will he will sell he sells welders directly i think they're i think mm-hmm. he sells fronius welders but he sets them up before he ships them so if you buy oh, a welder cool. from him he'll he'll set it up he'll do the, and he'll do the initial settings and he'll actually program in some of his favorite settings for certain materials mm. So that when you get the machine, you just have to basically plug it in and hook your gas up. You know, like what's the deal with those Fronius welders? Those are supposed to be good, right? Yeah, I mean, I like good TIG welders. I I didn't get a chance to see them at uh, Fabtech, but I know Matt was really interested with them, and because he was saying that they have a, I don't, something about, I guess, the way that they, uh, you know, transfer the power with with a transformer or an inverter. But uh, hmm. they're very interesting machines. They're really tiny. They're like yeah, they crazy are. how small they are. Like yeah, you can yeah. like put it, they come with like a case, like a carrying case. You can like take them off site with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. I mean, you know, any, That's any innovation, it drives the whole market, like every brand, you know? Yeah. Well, it's all good. But I think that's it for episode 20 of the handmade podcast. Yeah. Do you guys have any last words? Uh, I no. don't know. I got to no, get to work. Us. Thank you guys for listening. Go listen to the other podcasts on the Makery Network. Uh, follow. Subscribe to Derek from Malden's YouTube channel because he's going to have pl- tons of new con- content coming out. Please, please, I beg. Follow Derek from Malden. Also, 
Derek from Alden has a new Amazon storefront because people are always asking him where he can get the stuff that he shows off in his videos. So if you go on Instagram at Derek from Alden and you click on the link in his bio, you can get to Derek's Amazon storefront and you can buy all the nice stuff that Derek uses and help support him and his endeavors by using his Amazon affiliate links. I guess I know what I'm doing this afternoon. That's right. And now – Yeah, you better hurry up. <laughs> and I will backtrack and say that at the time of recording – Derek's Amazon storefront does not exist, but since I just said that, it'll have to be done by the time this comes out. You're welcome, Derek. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> if you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.